There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. With summer fast approaching, are you nervously awaiting your new passport to jet off for that well-earned post-Covid sunshine break? Well, Her Majesty's Passport Office's phone lines are jammed, and even its £142 ago fast-track website has crashed, so holidaymakers are understandably getting very nervous that their paperwork will be returned in time. The Passport Office reports to the Home Office and is suffering a huge backlog following the pandemic and Brexit. Now, amid the cost of living squeeze, the Prime Minister is threatening to privatise the service if it does not get a handle on the crisis. But what is the solution to get things back on an even keel? We're joined on the line from the House of Commons in Westminster by the Evening Standard's Deputy Political Editor, David Bond. So, David, what's the latest that you're reporting today? What we're reporting today is that Dominic Raab, the Deputy Prime Minister, has said that if we need to consider changing the controller of the passport service, then that is something we are willing to do. So very much echoing the Prime Minister's comments, which he made in an interview with Talk TV last night, which was essentially, look, we're pretty neutral about how this thing is run, but, you know, we're willing to look at the way the ownership model works or the way it is controlled and run uh, if it means that people start getting value for money and, and it really starts delivering on the service which it's supposed to provide because obviously there are serious concerns about this big build-up of delays and backlogs in getting people's passports out. And what's the cause of the system seizing up like this? Over 5 million people delayed applying for a passport during the pandemic in 2020 and 2021 despite the Passport Office sending out millions of text people reminding them to do this. I mean, people, as you know, were stuck at home. They weren't able to travel. There were very tight travel restrictions throughout large chunks of that period. And so I think a lot of people just let their passports slip to expire or to just forget about uh, renewing them. Of course, now we're fully uh, reopened and People are starting to think about summer holidays. There's been this sudden surge in applications as people are trying to get away for their first, what's likely to be for lots of people, their first summer break since COVID. So for a couple of years, Home Office Minister Kevin Foster said in the Commons earlier this week that the service dealt with one million applications last month. And to put that into a bit of context, seven million is the number they usually deal with for the whole year. So that sort of gives you an idea of the demand they're facing. So what are some of the pinch points in the passport offices way of working. The passport office has said that they are dealing with most applications within 10 weeks. But clearly there are people and there are stories out there of people having to wait much, much longer than that and then having to pay out much more money to uh, be fast-tracked. 
And one of the difficulties, I think, in the system is that once you start an application in a certain way, you can't then sort of change it midstream as it were, to try and move it along more quickly. You have to wait for the outcome of the initial application and then try and do it a different way if it hasn't worked or you need to get it more quickly. And so all this business about the threat to privatise the passport office, how did it come about? Yesterday, we broke the story that during Cabinet yesterday, the Prime Minister, and the context of this was that the Prime Minister challenged all uh, his cabinet ministers to come up with creative ways to try and tackle the cost of living crisis without, and it's worth underlining that, without actually pumping a whole load of new public money in to try and ease the pressures on millions of households as energy bills go up and uh, other costs skyrocket. So that was the sort of framing for this conversation, this kind of brainstorming session in cabinet on Tuesday. And as part of that, what the prime minister said was, look, you know, let's look at some of these arm's length public bodies and try and get them to deliver better because things like delays to passport applications were in the mix in terms of adding to the stresses and strains on people's finances because lots of people looking to get away for the first time and they're really worried that they won't get their passports back in time then they've got to shell out if it's a family for another 600 pounds on top of everything else so it was little ideas like that that he was sort of casting around for But do you think it's an empty threat to try and put a bit of fire under the passport office bosses? I think this is much more about the Prime Minister trying to use the privatisation threat to try and send a message to not just the passport office, but other arms length public services uh, bodies and agencies like the DVLA, where there has been a backlog on uh, driving licence applications. Uh, for example. So I think it was. I think it's much more of a threat at the moment than something that there is actually that is actually coming down the track. And what are the unions saying? The unions, of course, are saying that actually this is not about you know how the service is controlled or owned. It's more about the staffing issue. And if you really boil down, like so many kind of post-pandemic, um, post-Brexit issues, it comes down to staffing. So you've had this sort of surge in the economy as it's reopened. And lots and lots of organisations, both in the private sector and the public sector, are really struggling to find the staff to deal with that surge. And so the unions say, actually, it's down to casualisation of the workforce. The passport service say it's actually increased staff by 500 since April as it tries to race to keep up. But clearly, this seems to be one of the main things that is holding it back when it's trying to deal with this kind of unprecedented surge in demand. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.